Three, two, one. Georgie, welcome back. I told you at some point we were going to skip some episodes. Georgie had some excuses. Whether they were valid or not. They were valid. Debatable. But we are back. That's the thing. See, this is what I was worried about. I was worried that after we skipped one or two episodes, or like one or two weeks, that it would just be GG's in the chat for the podcast and that was it. Nope. But we're back. The best part is coming up. Because the season's starting. Start of the Premier League. Everything is, everything is just going well, man. Everything's going well um, according to plan. So, yeah. So, now we got the Premier League starting this coming weekend. So, we'll start trying to do a podcast every single week right after the game. So, probably on like Mondays, which would be released maybe on Tuesday. I don't know. But it'll be at the beginning of the week going over some of the Premier League games mm-hmm. um, and the performances by some of the players. But before we get into the, the season, let's talk about the... The Community Shield, because that was oh. a big game over the weekend, besides, obviously, the, wi- the women's uh, Euros as well. Yeah. But you are a Liverpool fan, so I figured we'd start with the Community Shield. What a great night. Oh, you know, we were, everybody wanted the trophy, obviously. The biggest trophy in England. Jurgen Klopp said, if yeah. they win it, it becomes very important. If they don't win it, it becomes a lot less important. Which is true. I mean, that's literally how every... Come on, you guys are celebrating it, like you guys won the freaking the, if, okay, Champions okay, League. Okay, I'm right? going to say this. When Liverpool scored the goals... Like, I, I mean, obviously, I'm happy we scored and it's against Manchester City. And it's, it's okay, there's friendly, there's Premier League season, and then the community shield, like, in between. Like, you want to win it. One, it gives you the mental edge going into the season. Two, it's against your biggest rival. So you have, like, a number on them, technically, mentally, whatever you want to call it. And three, it's good to get a trophy, no matter what it is. Yeah, but it's preseason. It's, but it's not like a preseason trophy where it's like you go to the United States or thailand and you play a game and you win the trophy against the random team this is actually like premier league winners against the what is the carabao cup or it is a little bit more important is it the fa cup yeah it's one it's you know the winner one of the i think is but but yes it is more it is more of an important trophy than going to preseason somewhere else i get that but does it really matter is what i'm saying mentally i think it gives you the edge going into the season like imagine you lose that game but do you think pep is worried Going into the no, season. I don't think Pep is worried. I don't think anybody would be worried. It's just mentally, like you just don't want to lose a game, like against it, your rival. It was it was the first game, and I did say in uh, in the first episode that or in the second episode, Holland was a better signing than Nunez. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the greatest of games. Missed a couple sitters there. I had a nightmare, which is okay because it's the first game. You yeah. can never judge a person's performance by the first game because. I mean, some players will have a great performance on the first game and then have yeah. a crappy rest of the season, and some players yeah. will be the opposite. But I was impressed by Darwin Nunez. I'm not going to lie. I think he did well. He came on and... He's hit. got a good attitude as well yeah. about him. He, he came on and had maybe two, three really good chances where... Like, he should have chipped the keeper. We hit him right in the head, right? So, I mean, he had the chances, and I, I like how directly Liverpool go when he's on the field. With Bobby, it's more he's linking up the play. And he's letting Salah go in behind or Luis Diaz going in behind. But with Nunes, right away, you can see Henderson, Thiago, like, just looking for him right yeah. away. It's a good it's a good pair to have uh, on your roster because, like you said, Bobby Firmino in, those, in the first mm-hmm. half and before uh, he subbed off for Nunes does a really good job of playing as that false nine, linking up yeah. play. And what he does really well is he gets into, into those spaces – they play him in those gaps, and then he's able to keep the ball really well so that they start possessing in the attacking third. Mm-hmm. And then by then, he gets in the box. They get a couple more guys in the box, and then they have crosses and yeah. services. And then um, Darwin is more of like you play the, you play him in behind for the through ball, and mm-hmm. then the guy's going to run onto it and score. Yeah. So it's good. Can you get them on the field at the same time, or do you want them on the field at the same time? 
because now that's going to present a problem because yeah. then they're going to have to split game time. I mean, yeah, that, Darwin Nunes can technically play on the left-hand side, and that's what he played for Benfica a lot of the time, but he, he looked dangerous, man. I mean, Bobby had an amazing game. I, like I, we were talking about it before we started this. Like, the guy had an amazing game. I even tweeted during the game. I was like, watching this guy play is yeah. just brings so much joy. He, the guy is world-class. You cannot... You can, we had this talk. You compared. You had the audacity to compare Richarlson and Bobby Firmino. And then we're, there was like rumors. I compared them. I didn't say yeah. one was better no, than no, the you other. Didn't, you no, know, you didn't I say I just it. said you can compare yeah. them. And then within the time frame from that episode, there was talks of him going to Juve, leaving Liverpool. And the Jurgen Klopp last week came out and said, he's the heart and soul of this Liverpool team. The, the reason why he doesn't get credit is because he's not a typical goal scorer where yeah. he looks for the ball in behind. Mm-hmm. He's like, like, he's very different than Erling Haaland as well. A different type of player. He's more of a playmaker in a in a striker's position, yeah. right? So that's why he doesn't get as much credit because mm-hmm. his stats are never going to be as high. Yeah, never. But if you look at like the build up to play to a lot of their goals or a build up play to a lot of their opportunities, he's involved in that, mm-hmm. which is why he's so important. But even defensively, the guy runs and, and he's more runs defensive and runs and, and that's, tackles and that's one thing I wanted to say as well is that that's why I think Liverpool did well against Man City, especially in that first half is because defensively they're set up better than Manchester City. Manchester City, when they don't have the ball and they've gone on and they've had the ball for a little bit and then Liverpool wins the ball, Kevin De Bruyne is staying up there. Mm-hmm. Holland's not coming back to defend. Riyad Mahrez isn't going to come back mm-hmm. to defend. So you already have like three or four guys, which on that first goal when the ball gets out to Salah and then he plays it back to Trent Arnold, mm-hmm. like the guys at the top of the box with absolutely no yeah. pressure. And it was a good strike and he got a little bit lucky that there was a deflection or whatever, but still... You see it in the second half. I think that Manchester City adjusted it a little bit where they started bringing guys a little yeah. bit further back and then Kevin De Bruyne was kind of covering those spaces. But Liverpool are willing to do that. Yeah. Organized press, but also when they get beat on the press, they're willing to bring a, a few more guys back, which I think all, helped all, them out. Yeah, all the play. I mean, I mean, that's what you're going to clap for, isn't it? If you're not going to run your ass back, he's not going to... Yeah. You're not going to play. Simple as that. I mean, that's that was my problem with Mo Salah a few years ago. Yeah. Like, not last season, two, three seasons ago. Because the guy, amazing going forward, selfish at the time. Well, he's a lot better now. He was he would not pass. Somebody will be wide open, and he would literally have a tap in. And he would not pass the ball. Now he's more willing. He's willing to pass. He's being more of a team player. But not only that, he's willing to work back. And in the past year, year and a half, two, the guy sprints back, defends, does everything he needs to do. And that's the difference. That's why I was not the biggest fan before because. To fit into this Liverpool team, this Jurgen Klopp team, the way, the style, the team chemistry that they have, you have to be willing to do the work regardless of who you are. Yeah. And fortunately for them, though, they don't have to do the work defensively as often because yeah. they're, they're, they used to be, I think feel like they used to be more of a counterattacking team. And now they yeah. like, they can do both. They yeah. can counterattack and they can build up mm-hmm. possession because either way, they'll, if they don't play it in behind for like solid to run onto. They'll find him out wide, and then they'll get numbers up, and they'll link up play with Firmino. What do you think about like their starting the starting eleven that played? What do you think about them going into the season? Is that the starting eleven that you have besides obviously uh, Adrian as the goalkeeper? Um, I would say yeah, that's that that has to be it. I mean, I I I was on on Twitter. There's a big podcast that you know they were on Twitter Spaces, and they were talking about how 
all the Liverpool fans were like, this is the worst lineup. Like, we shouldn't be playing this lineup. Like, you guys had most of your best players. I mean, yeah. you guys had Trent, you guys had uh, Van Dijk, and then Matip, mm-hmm. and then... Um, Robo, Robertson on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, Robertson on the side. And then in the middle, you had Fabinho as like the six. Yeah. Right? Who'd you have in front of him? Henderson and Henderson Thiago. Henderson and Thiago. Thiago played more of a 10 this game, which is... And then you had uh, Bobby, Salah... And Diaz. And Diaz. Yeah. I, why they were not happy with it. it and, and this is this is a topic that it really bothers me because people say Jordan Henderson should not be on this Liverpool team. The guy... He's the captain, isn't he? He's the captain. Yeah, one. Well, yeah, he's the captain. Obviously, sometimes you can say, oh, captain is like... He's just like James Milner. Like, if you told me James Milner shouldn't be starting, I will say, yeah. Like, when he gets on, he's the captain, whatever. But Jordan Henderson is... If you pay it... Okay, in the beginning of his Liverpool years, I understand the criticism. Like, fair, fair enough. Since Jurgen Klopp's come to Liverpool, the guys are totally different. Like the confidence, yeah. everything he has, he he does so much on this field that people just don't give him credit for. And I remember Trent having over just this past summer, he was talking about, I think it was like Under Armour doing an interview, and they asked him about Jordan Henderson as a player, like on the field, off the field, how he is, and he said. What a lot of people don't realize is me and Mo Salah don't defend as much as we should, and I'm a right back. Jordan Henderson, and he's right, because when you watch some games, Trent goes up yep. the same side as Salah, so they all go, all go up, and then you see Jordan Henderson kind of slide in from that. He's like center mid, but slides in as like a right-sided, like if you want to call him right back, right midfielder, whatever it is, but he slides in and covers all that ground that... Salah doesn't sometimes, or Trent doesn't, and that's been the biggest critic for Trent. Like he doesn't come back. Yeah, but when when you have that many assists and that many yeah. goal scoring chances created, yeah, and, I mean it works. It works. It's and the that, new, it's, it's modern football, man. Yeah. And I think that's why Jordan Henderson is so important because not many people are willing to do the work. Like for example, I like Nabi Keita. You put Nabi Keita instead of Jordan Henderson, and you let Trent and Salah go up. Nabi Keita is not going to do the work Jordan Henderson is going to do defensively. Like, it's just not... Yeah. And it's, it's all about the balance in this Liverpool team. Oh, any team. But, like, it, he brings that balance that you need. And I think Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago is the best midfield that Liverpool have. I do like Harvey Elliott, and I do like Carvalho, the two young guys. But, like, Harvey Elliott last year, first five games of the season, best Liverpool player on the field. Absolutely the best. Then, obviously, broke his ankle. He was out for, like, eight months, nine months. So, he's getting back into it. But I do like Harvey Elliott a lot. Uh, Carvalho, he gets... Okay, Coutinho vibes. I know he only played for like two minutes, like three minutes. Calm but down, all right? Look, Calm down. He plays the same exact way as Coutinho when Coutinho first came to Liverpool. I'm, I have a feeling this guy's going to be... He's gonna, within the next two years, because he's still... We just got him from form, but he's yeah. not going to play that much, maybe in the cup games or coming as a sub. But this guy, within two years, we're going to be talking about him as when we were talking about Coutinho... We'll find out in two years. We'll, well find out. If well, we save that podcast. Okay. And then, but the thing is, you, you really, your, your bench isn't as deep no. as like Manchester City's bench, mm-hmm. which might be a, a problem later on in the, in the season. However, I do like Ruben Diaz. He's been doing, ever since he came, he's been doing really, like he, he didn't need yeah. any time to like get, um, like caught up to speed yeah. with the Liverpool way. Like he's been mm-hmm. doing really, really well. So I like him as an option. Salah. You can't hate on him. I know no. you don't like him. I know no, you don't no, like I him. Do, no, Jordan, I do like him. Jordan hates Salah. Jordan hates Salah. I, I, I don't I do not hate Salah. Like I, like I talked about earlier. 
he was just not passing. Like, especially to Mane. There was something going on. I don't know what the whole thing was, but after in the past two years, I'm a huge well, fan of Well, he's been better at it. Yeah. And I think it's because he's got players like Henderson and other players on the field that allow Salah to just focus on the attacking mm-hmm. side of things that makes things a little bit easier. When yeah. your team is that good, where you can just focus on just one side of the game, mm-hmm. then I think it becomes... I mean, not saying that he doesn't defend at all, but before he had to focus a little bit more on on that and he didn't and that's where some of Liverpool's weak yeah. spots were and now he can they're just saying just stay wide yeah. stay on the wing we'll get you the ball and then from there dribble a guy or two before you shoot or pass it across the box yeah. or whatever but yeah Darwin Nunez did well could have should have scored like two or three goals yeah. to be fair he yeah. got into good positions chip the goalkeeper man yeah you, you're telling me he gives you Fernando Torres vibes yeah he does he does 100%. Fernando Torres in every single one of those situations would have chipped the keeper yeah he, he Torres would have chipped but the penalty came from him. Mm-hmm. Terrible header, by the way, but we'll take it. And then I was scoring the goal. Which, I get it, it's a penalty. Like, you can't not call that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you can't... I don't know. I feel like it just also like encourages players to just kick it at your arm. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the guy, the guy had... That, that is a natural position for his arm. Because when you're jumping in the air and you're trying to balance yourself, yeah. you, don't jump, you don't jump in the air with your hands down like this. Yeah. You jump in the air with your arms to give you a little bit of balance. So I feel like maybe that rule should be changed a little bit. Because he yeah. wasn't even looking at the ball when that happened. No, he wasn't. But I don't or know. Or they should just it, change it to like an indirect free kick inside the box. Make oh, it more interesting. That would be Make interesting. things more interesting. Balance it out a little bit more. Yeah, just so it's not just about these. We can talk about rule changes yeah, all, that's, all that's, day. So you like Fabinho? Love Fabinho. Is he the best? Yes. Is he the best in that yes. position? Yeah. As the six? Yeah. Because he can slot in as a center back as well temporarily yeah. too. So he's, he's good. I don't mind him. Thiago, Thiago's, the, the good thing about Thiago is that he's finally starting to be a little bit more consistent because throughout his whole career, the guy's yeah. never played more than like two or three games yeah. straight before getting yeah. injured. So many injuries, yeah. And he technically, he's just... Even when he came to Liverpool, he had yeah, the the, he had COVID, then he got a big injury. He's out for like two, three months, then came back, played a few games, another injury. And everybody was saying, wow, what a flop. Thiago, this player, blah, 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 at Liverpool, he's never going to fit. How is he going to fit? The Jurgen Klopp style, he's never gonna do. He's gonna slow us down too much. The past year, man, the last season, yeah, he's been good. Wow. And technically, you can never debate that he's not yeah. one of the best players out yeah. there. So, if good. not the best technical player on the field at all times. Yeah. Um, so you guys got a pretty good group. You got a pretty good yeah. group, I think. And and you can't say that that's not gonna be very close to your starting eleven. Oh, it's gonna be. Well, I wasn't. Uh, Allison playing. Injured. Oh, okay. I was. I, I figured that. I wasn't sure. I think that's gonna be. By the way, you need Allison. Yes. Because oh Adrian can't... Did you see the pass he did to Matip? He can't Matip? play with his feet to save his life. <laughs> the pass... Why not just clear the ball? This yeah. guy tried to play and then... And I wasn't sure oh. if like when he was yelling at people, he was yelling at people for giving the ball back or he was just like angry with himself that he couldn't, I, I he couldn't he pass was, it up. But he, he, he was angry with himself. It looked like, <laughs> but he might have been like just yelling at someone yeah. just for the hell of it. But yeah, you guys need Allison. Cause but even our backup, who, who was really good, the young kid, uh, Kelher, like he was, he was hurt as well. And he was the one who played in the Carabao so Cup. So Adrian is actually your third goalkeeper. Yeah, third goalkeeper. That makes sense. Seemed like yeah. it. Yeah, he's mm, shaky. Yeah, when you're playing with a team like that, you have to have a goalkeeper like Allison. Yeah. Because that'll help you in the build-up play so much more. Because yeah. Adrian, I don't so know. So let's talk about Manchester City then on this on, on the Manchester okay. City side. All right. They, I think, in the first half, it's funny because when I saw the halftime stat, and they said they had like 56% possession, yeah. but it looked like Liverpool had more possession yeah. in that half. I just think they're more dangerous. The first 25 minutes was more Liverpool. It was like a half of two halves. 
you can say first half first half of the half was all Liverpool kind of controlling the game going like after Man City and then Man City kind of took over which is normal for like two good enough teams at this quality then yeah but here but here's the difference is when Liverpool has the ball Holland's out of the picture Mares is out of the picture and pretty much Kevin De Bruyne is out of the yeah. picture as well and if you can't get those guys consistently on the ball that's when you're going to have a problem and Manchester City rarely are they going to come up in situations where they don't have ma- the yeah. majority of the ball mm. and those guys aren't involved but that's why I think Liverpool did well mm-hmm. because those guys weren't defending they were staying up yeah. and Manchester City is not a counter-attack team either so it's not like as soon as they win the ball they're going to find those guys yeah. and they're going to explode they're looking to build out and play through some of these slow it down a little bit and that's why I think Holland didn't have as many opportunities. He wasn't as involved in the game as he normally would be in a game, and I feel like that's why he. Eh, it's just it's his first game. Yeah, but they have a good lineup as well, man. They do. I will say this: if there's few times where, if this was KDB in midseason form, he would find Holland easy. There's few times where Holland made those runs in behind, and KDB didn't yeah. want one or two. He couldn't even get the pass through. Like Henderson and Trent intercepted it, and then a few times he didn't even look to like make that pass. Like Holland, want, that's what we were talking about before when we we're talking debating Holland how he's in a fit man city. The guy wants to run in behind. City haven't had that somebody running in behind. Yeah, like it's always been possessed, 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 and then you kind of like have a tap in in the box or something. Like Holland is like, yeah, just I'm gonna make that run in behind. Because he goes in behind, nobody's catching him. Yeah, like, and nobody's strong enough to take him off the ball either. No. Like you saw Robertson try, <laughs> try to get <laughs> he just that. got bodied. But yeah, it's it's his first game. Teammates are still not getting used to him. I saw Kyle Walker was like yelling at him for not coming too. But I don't think Holland is that type of player. Anyway. No, he's not. Well, he's not a guy who's gonna come. Get, he's not a guy who's gonna get it to his feet and like that's where he's gonna be yeah. able to like play off his back mm-hmm. or anything like that. He wants to get the ball in behind or he wants to get the ball in the box yeah. where he's gonna be able to finish. I think Manchester City were two or three chances away from him scoring a couple more mm-hmm. goals. Chances that in other games they're gonna get. Yeah. So I still think he's I still think he's gonna be a better signing. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I don't know what you guys are gonna do with that problem because that's a it's a good problem to have, don't yeah. get me wrong. But Bobby's playing well and Bobby play helps you guys play a completely different style yeah. than what you have to play without him because mm-hmm. then you guys are just pl- having to play balls in behind, which is good because you have someone else who can do that. But I still don't know what you guys are going to do. Manchester City doesn't have that problem because they're going to put yeah, Holland. Holland is going to be the player. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to find ways to get um, Alvarez on yeah. as well. I like Alvarez. I like him too. That's a good, um, it's a great investment for them. It's so quick. Great investment. So quick. The loan move worked out, yeah. balling out, and now he's back. And then you got players like Mares who are still in their prime, mm-hmm. still going to be good. Um, you didn't even have Phil Foden starting. Yeah. That's. He's a, he's a, I'm a big fan of him. And then you got players like Bernardo Silva, who are always going to be legit. Um, who else do they have in the middle besides him and Kevin De Bruyne? Um, Rodri. Rod, yeah, Rodri was in the middle. So that was a three. And then what do you think about your boy Cancelo wearing the number seven shirt That's as a fullback? That's so weird. No, I, I don't like You don't it. like that? No, no. Uh, I mean... Listen, here's the thing. It just tells me they're not buying anybody else. You think? I think this is what it says. I think it's finally about time that somebody as a fullback wore the number seven because fullbacks now are yeah. wingers. They are. I mean, it's it's fair, but... Cons- you think, like, Trent maybe... Trent isn't a traditional number seven, yeah. but 
if you look at his stats and the way he yeah. plays his position, the effectiveness he has, Trent could wear number seven. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I like Cancelo. Like, I think he's a really good player. But if you're giving him number seven, you're not buying anybody in attacking positions. Because you wouldn't change that number to your right back. Right. If you're thinking of bringing in, like, a high-quality player. Right. So that's... Man City's business is done unless I, like they might get a left back or whatever. But my thing with Manchester City is if their defense gets injuries like they have, that's a, they cannot play out of the back. Did you see Bernardo's, Bernardo had to come all the way inside the 18-yard box? Mm-hmm. Even he kind of like had a few, like, oh, my, Salah could have nicked it and had like a goal-scoring opportunity right away. But... You're asking Bernardo Silva to come all the way back inside your 18-yard box to get the ball. That tells me your center backs cannot do that. Like, he's inside the... the, It wasn't once or twice. It was, like, consistently throughout the first half. He had to come all the way back. And if one of those guys gets injured, one, they don't have, like... uh, Yeah, Yeah, who's their replacement? Well, Laporte, he's injured. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was injured. And then uh, John Stones, he's injured as well. But, like, those are not new things. Like, these guys are yeah. consistently injured. And Ake hasn't actually been playing consistently yeah. with them for a while. So, it, yeah. for, for him, it's honestly like he's a new signing. Yeah. Because the guy hasn't played in a long time. Yeah. So, like, him getting... It's good that he gets this the this game time, but, yeah. I, I mean, I look, it, and I'm going to say that if Bernardo Silva ends up going to Barcelona like they actually have been talking about throughout the summer, Man City are not going to win the league. He is... I know we talk about KDB, but the guy, Bernardo Silva, runs the midfield. Literally up and down, nonstop. Yeah, but last season he wasn't a starter the whole time. No, he wasn't. Because he came, he came on in the was it the last game of the season. He's the one that changed it. Yeah. And then you have, obviously, you have Gundogan on the bench. Like, yep. the guy Oh, scored. no, that was, who, that was who came on, wasn't yeah. it? Gundogan. Yeah, 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 my bad. I'm confusing those two guys. Yeah. But, see, but that's what I'm saying. The bench for Manchester yeah, City it's, it's deep. It's is deep. deep. But you're... I, okay, Gundogan had a crazy season last year. I don't know how many goals he scored, but the guy was like a false nine type of a player and would score goals randomly. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen for the sake of Liverpool and everybody else, but if, he's, if he scores that many goals again, they're going to be like, it's yeah. going to be a different level. But I think defensively, that's where their problem is. Yeah. Defensively, they've always been a little bit shaky and like they've always been good to be able to build out and stuff, but I think that's where... They might be. They might have some problems, and I think Kyle Walker, for example, is getting to that point in his career where he's not as effective as he was yeah. a couple of years ago. Well, like athletically, the, yeah, that's he's starting to. And he's never he's getting been, older. He's never been one of the smartest players that Pep has. Exactly. It's more like he's always been able to build himself out because he's been faster yeah. and more athletic. Um, but he did get caught. He did get beat on that header. Did yeah. get beat on that header, and then. Uh, and even Luis Diaz first half had his number like a few times. Just and I was surprised yeah. because Diaz is like. Like Kyle Walker is a strong guy. Like he yeah, looks yeah. like a really strong dude. Like he, I mean, very athletic. And then Diaz is just like bodying him and getting the ball. But I mean, Manchester City obviously they're gonna be up there. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, we say this every year. Oh, maybe they're not gonna do it. But KDB is getting older. I'm a huge Come fan on, of KDB. Right, let's relax. I'm, let's I'm relax. a huge fan. Let's relax right I'm there. a huge fan of KDB's KDB. KDB is not getting older. KDB yeah. is in his prime right now. Prime KDB. 
I don't know. I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of KDB. Yep. Liverpool's his favorite team. So, I, you know, I, I got us for, you know. What are like, you on about? That's what he said the other day, like, a few weeks ago, whatever. Growing up, Liverpool's my favorite team. The M- right, Growing up. Growing up, yeah. a lot of these players had different teams yeah, yeah. that were favorite Obviously. teams. But right. I'm saying, like, he's, like, I got to love the guy. And he's a good player. He's a good guy. He's uh, on the field, all the field. Amazing. But he is. Uh, he's not getting older, George. He's getting older. You've lost the plot right there. He's man. getting older. You've lost plot. He's prime KDB right now. You get injuries. Kyle man. Walker's getting older. Kyle, yeah. I mean, I, obviously everybody's getting older, but but like Kyle Walker's getting like you he, can notice. I think it. he's past his prime now. Yeah. I think he's a little bit past his prime, but he's he has passed it. KDB, I think, is still in his prime. So and I think he's got three seasons at least in his prime. You can't say he's getting older. Okay, I'll give you another comparison. <sighs> KDB and Steven Gerrard. That's that's big for me because Steven Gerrard is my favorite player of all time, mm-hmm. and I think he's the best midfielder of all time. And KDB is better. No, no. Okay, Come on. I'm saying there's a comparison. Come on. You KD- can't just say he's better because he was a legend of Liverpool. No, 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 no. What no. did he do? No, he tell did, me what did he do? What he did scored. He, do? he, he, he did was, everything. He was in one of the the only thing that they they won was the Champions League that one time with Steve with Stevie G. And Besides he, that, yeah. What did he do? What did they do? Okay, it's not okay. First of all, you cannot compare that. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Just because you win, it's be- it's it's easier to look better on a crappy team than it is to look better on a good team. Okay, Liverpool. Kevin De Bruyne stands out at Manchester City when they're winning Premier Leagues left and right. Stevie okay. G stands out on a team full no. of Liverpool. If you go back and look at a, a roster of Liverpool players with Stevie G was on it, yeah, it, it's a terrible roster. But it's also easier to play not, better when you have good players I'm just around saying, you. Look, I'm not saying Stevie G is not a legend because I think yeah. he's a legend. If, oh, you th- he is. But a don't legend. say, don't say okay. that he's like miles ahead of KDB or I, he's much no, better than KDB. No, he's not I think, miles. I, I think at the end of it all, KDB's better. Take away the trophies. Well, you can't say that though. Yeah, you can't say yeah, take away can. the trophies. That is the worst argument I've ever heard in my oh, life. You take you, away the trophies. Yes, okay. You can. Spain, take away the trophies. No, no, no. This, this is collect. I'm not, we're not talking about collectively. We're talking about players wise. This guy just said take away the trophies. Okay. Like, like that makes a valid argument. We're talking about this. individual players. If you talk about individual players, you have to one look at the team around them. Do you know? Can you name five, two players on the Liverpool team that Steven Gerrard has starting like with Brendan Rodgers' first game? Pepperina. Okay. And uh, Coit. Dirk Coit. He didn't even start. Dirk Coit was around there somewhere. Yeah, he was, he was around right. there somewhere. What about um? We had Ryan Babo. We had oh, Ryan Babo. We, we had we had Milosevic, the guy who came like, exactly. So I'm telling you, yeah. obviously, if I was very a good player and actually a good player, I would stand out amongst those guys. Yeah, but it's easier to play you, a, amazing. Listen, if they would have won championships, okay. Like if they would have won the Premier League or like the Champions League close. multiple times, close, if they very close. Doesn't matter with close, a crappy team. Close. I can say Arsenal was close. I can say Manchester United was close. Oh. It doesn't matter if you didn't win it. If they would have won with the with that team and those players, like here's here's the thing, like Leicester, right? Jamie Vardy, you could say Jamie Kante, N'Golo Kante. When they won the Premier League, you could yes. say like these guys are legends because not yep. only are they good players, but they took their team to win the Premier League. Okay, Stevie G. No, oh Stevie my G. God. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna get into this conversation because I I swear we're gonna be here for days. We, we can debate this. Okay, you lost the argument as soon yeah. as you said trophies aside or take the trophies away. Okay, okay. Either way, count the trophies, don't count the trophies. Steven Gerrard is... You have to count the, the trophies. This is what I'm telling you. No, okay, you can't no. just say don't count the uh, trophies. Yes, you can. That because, makes a huge... Okay, so Michael Jordan, don't count the trophies. No, He's not a good player. We're talking about individual... Okay, no, no, no. See, I hate the argument, though. I hate the argument. 
It's like, okay, Jordan and LeBron. People are saying because LeBron didn't win as many or because he did, lost so many, he's not even comparable to Jordan. You can't compare like that. Yeah, you can. Okay. That's exactly why people say he's not at okay, Jordan's so, level. Okay, so Bernardo Silva, Bernardo Silva is better than Stone Jard. Don't say it. I swear to God, do not say it. Well, no, no, no. Now you see, that's a different argument, though. Because I'm telling you about like the best player on a team, yeah. the standout player on a team when they win trophies, and the standout player on a team when they don't win trophies. Okay, that's the difference. Stephen like I can't, Jer- you can't just name the worst player on Manchester City and be like, oh, can you compare him to Stevie G because he won all these trophies? Of course not. KDB is more technical than Steven Gerrard. I'll give him that. But Steven Gerrard is way more of a complete football player than KDB. Way more complete. Way more complete. I will agree. He has more aspects to his game. He, he, the Defensively did, being one, yes. Yeah, but he, the guy was up and down. KDB. Vision, KDB. I don't know, Steven Gerrard. Some of those passes. Techers, KDB. <sighs> Finishing, right now, Stevie G, but only because KDB hasn't finished his career. Because KDB has, some, has, has, has hit some yeah, bangers, uh, yeah. which Stevie G has as well. Yeah. It's a clo- I would yeah, say it's a close comparison. Yeah, it's, it's close. That's what I said. They're comparable. But you but came out. Ever, you came ever. out saying KDB is a lot better lost, because... I'm just saying you lost the argument as soon as you said you can't count the trophies. Don't count the trophies. Okay. How many players, how many players that have been amazing players that you can say one of the best in the world has ever seen did not win trophies? A decent yeah, amount. Yeah, a decent amount. So when you compare a player, you have to look at the people around them. KDB didn't win this on his own. Potentially, yeah, but that's a part of it. But you also have to look at the trophies they won. Because if a player never won trophies, then you could say, yeah, he was a great player, but he was never good enough to win trophies. Has KDB won the Champions League? Steven Gerrard won it. KDB's still got time. And I think he's going to win the the Champions League. Could be this year. Could Could be be next year. He's going to win the Champions League. I just, okay. He's got a higher chance of winning the Champions League than Messi has of winning another trophy with Argentina. Ooh, now that's a, that's a hot take right there. Well, Messi doesn't have that many years left. Yeah. He's got the World Cup, which the, is the chance of winning the World yeah. Cup are very slim. Not, and they have a good potential to do it, but I, still. I do think Argentina is Less wrong. competitions. Yeah. Less competitions at the international level, so that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. But anyways. Listen, it's anyways. A, this is an argument that we can go for days, but I know. it is it, it's. Like it's close, but Steven Gerrard wins it for me. I think at the end of at the end of it all, Stevie G retired, KDB retired, KDB. That's what I'm. Gonna, that's my prediction right now. It's my prediction. I think right now it's you. Obviously, you're gonna side with Stevie G because KDB hasn't fi- finished out his career. Watch, watch next thing you know, Belgium wins the World Cup. Well, uh, if Boom. he wins the World Cup and Boom. he's the main player on there, and like he's he is. Player. even if he's not, he is the main player on there. But okay, KDB. Look again. I, I I love KDB, an amazing player. But injuries, he's he's set out a lot more in in Manchester City. So Manchester. Okay. What are you on about? He's never been injury prone. Like he, he's not like he's not like you're talking about Thiago. Like okay, KDB, so, nobody's ever said like, oh yeah, he just had a lot of injury problems. KDB's on, hamstrings Come and whatnot, on, especially what was it two years ago? The guys set out most of the time. He does, he does get injuries. A yeah, but he's not one of those players that you look at and you're like, man, he, if he wouldn't have had all those injuries, he would have been this. No, 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 no. no, no. no Guys reach his potential yeah. injuries regardless. Yeah, he, like he's, he's up there regardless. But you still, when you pick your player, you want, to be, you want them to be on the field. He is on the field. No, and not. In all the important parts, he's been on the field. And also, also, Manchester City went with or without him. 
It's not like Manchester City are well, losing games. It depends without on him. who you're talking. If you're talking Manchester City win against Liverpool with or without him, that's no, that's not true. If you're talking about Manchester City win against Crystal Palace Listen, without him, then of course. You, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do deep research. On you this. could say that about Liverpool though. You could yeah. say Liverpool could win without any of their star players against any crappy team. Right but now, then, but but when you play against Manchester City, if Salah's not there, no, no right, no, no. or like if Firmino's not there, or whatever, then it's a different Steven story. Steven Gerrard is. That this is a completely different argument because Liverpool, Liverpool have a really good team now. Listen. Now. When you take Steven Gerrard out of that team that he was on or some of the teams that Liverpool, he was on. Liverpool does not win against a single team without Stevie G on it when he was playing. All right? Okay. See, that's the difference. Listen, listen. <laughs> they wouldn't win against Crystal Palace without him on listen, it. Listen. Steven Gerrard <laughs> is the best midfielder the world's ever seen. All oh, right? my goodness. Well, Zidane that's it for this it. podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Zidane said it too. I'm about to lose all my followers on YouTube, George. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's the, obviously it's debatable in the whole world ever, whatever. Like you can if you were a that. Chelsea fan, you'd say Frank Lampard was the best of all time. No. If you were a Barcelona he, fan, you'd say Xavi was the best or Iniesta was the best of all time. I mean, those are If you were a Manchester United fan, you'd say, what's the, Paul Scholes would, is the best of all time. That's, th- these are not comparable, though. Relax. These are not comparable. Just take a chill pill, George, because you're, you're, you're at the end of the podcast right no, now. You're at the, you're, no, you're, your head's already gone. No, you can't, okay. There, there were comparisons between Lampard and Simon Gerrard. Those were quickly gone. Not quickly, but yes. You, every, most people who aren't Chelsea or Liverpool fans yeah. would side on CVG side. Yeah. If you're not biased, Simon Gerrard wins it. Paul Scholes, amazing right. player, underrated player, but Simon Gerrard wins it. Listen, how are, we gonna, how are we going to have podcasts to, talk, to debate stuff when the Premier League actually starts if we've spent this much time <laughs> talking about one game? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's perfect. I mean, anyway, let's move, let's move on. Well, agree to disagree mostly. I agree with you in a lot of those aspects, but a lot of those I disagree with you because I think you've lost the plot. Okay. You lost the marbles. But anyway. Steven Gerrard is a better player, overall, a better player than KDB. Not when it's all said and done. I mean, I guess. We'd have to wait until K- when KDB retires, you and me will sit down and we'll revisit right. this argument. Okay. All right. And I'm going to do my research about how many games he's played in the past ever, like four research. years. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm anyway, gonna do it. Manchester United. Your boy Ronaldo's back, played 45 minutes, gets subbed out at halftime, and then news reports find pictures online of him leaving the stadium at halftime. Yeah, it's... First of all, let me say this. I hate pundits and people who talk about this like they know what... Like, who knows if he... There's a, could have been a lot of reasons. You found out on Twitter, it said they released a statement officially yeah. saying that a lot of the players had left at halftime. Yeah. Like, they were all allowed to leave at halftime mm-hmm. if they played the first 45. Yeah, they, so, obviously... They had, um, Diego De La, like, but obviously know. nobody's going to take pictures of those guys and post, oh, De Gea or De La is leaving at halftime. Because of everything surrounding Ronaldo, they're all going to take yeah. pictures of him. So I hate when people say like, oh, he's disengaged. He's not like, uh, you could tell he wants to leave or whatever because that had nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. Um, but does he actually leave though? That is, a, that is a valid question. Does he leave? I think he wants to leave. Or... Okay, I'm not gonna say he wants to leave. But I think everybody would, he, knows he wants to go. He would prefer yeah. to leave, but if there's no, no teams that want to buy him, then what is he gonna do? Like, you can, you're not gonna go somewhere lower than Manchester United. Like, if you're gonna go to somebody that's like at the same level as Manchester United, you might as well stay in Manchester United and try and see if you know things can change around and maybe they can challenge for at least top four. Um, but why would you leave and go somewhere else where you're going to be battling for the same thing? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's a lot of strong rumors about Atletico Madrid. Which 
got um got shut down pretty quickly. Well, not pretty quickly, but they got shut down eventually, I think. Um I don't know if it was their president or someone said that that, that wasn't true. They um, just they don't have the funds or they can't yeah. afford it. And the fans came out saying they're gonna they don't want them and, and yeah. But if you're, if you're Let's Come Madrid fans and you fans have the chance him. to potentially him change your whole entire club, you take him. By the way, I think that's a terrible move if he does. It's a good team because they always finish top, but their playing style does not suit him whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because what is he going to defend in a 4-4-2? <laughs> he's not going to defend. No. Or he's um, not going to defend that much. But the problem with it is that now teams are starting to back out. Like He's not as wanted as he was two, three years yeah. ago. So now PSG says they're, they don't want him. Bayern Munich said that they don't want him. Yeah. Chelsea say that they don't want him. That's tough. So now he's running out of legit teams that are better than Manchester United. Yeah. And he's still not going to go back to Portugal, probably, to go back to sporting and finish his career there. So he wants to st- he's probably going to end up staying yeah. for at least... But the problem is if he stays for... He knows in his head if he stays for one more season, then his chances next season to go are even, yeah. even more slim. Yeah, just because of getting to that age. So... But- I, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's how the media portrays him. That's part well. of it. Because, oh, he's arrogant. He's doing this. He did He did post on Instagram, the king is back on Sunday, though. I mean. And then but, Messi won a trophy then, that and day. Then, <laughs> and then every single account, ESPN and whatever, being sports, whatever, put the king is back and they post a picture of Messi. But anyway, like, I, I think the media portrays him in a negative way. Because like he's so competitive and it kind of comes out at times in the games and waves his arms and isn't happy, whatever. But everybody does that. It's not just Ronaldo, but it's just he is under this like lens that people are just yeah, looking at him, which which comes with like being who he is. But it it does have a negative effect on other teams or coaches right. or players or because they see it that way and they're like, oh, maybe he's not that good of a teammate or not that good in the locker room to have because I mean even when he first came to Manchester United when he came back they were saying that he's dividing the locker room and this and this like Rashford and all these guys yeah. feel weird or they're not players like, weren't happy that the desserts nobody can have dessert anymore yeah. <laughs> like I mean the guy's a perfectionist like he wants to win yeah and if, if you're not willing to be at that standard as him and do the things he does He's like, maybe you don't belong there. He's got a very similar mindset from what I've seen in the documentaries and just like over his career. He's got a very similar mindset to Michael Jordan. So when I saw the Michael Jordan documentary, it reminded me a lot of like Ronaldo as well. Because in Ronaldo's documentary, it's very similar of like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be an asshole, but it's because I need to win. Yeah. It's not like, uh, it's not like I'm just doing it because I'm just arrogant or whatever. It's because I know that this is what we need to, to do to win. So that's why I'm an asshole. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, I, I've always thought that their mindset is alike just because of that aspect. And uh, but I, it must be tough for him, if as much as like you know he he's all about confidence and all that. Regardless of who you are, I'm sure in the on the back of his mind he's thinking like, okay, these teams are all backing out. It's I'm towards the end of my career. Like he's, I mean, I assume he's getting nervous. Like. Yeah, well, you know it's all coming to an end, and what a career he's had. And it's it's very tough to go from the best or one of the best to now want it on so many teams and keep 
teams keep coming out saying, oh, we, oh, we don't want him, we don't want him. Right. And fair enough, they can just be saying that just to lower the price or his wages, or whatever it may be. There, There's always something that can be in the like going on in the back. But but he is starting to get to that point. Yeah, he's starting to he's get to that point. He's finally starting to get to that point. Yeah, and it's 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 sad in a way that teams are like publicly coming out, oh, we don't want Ronaldo, we don't want Ronaldo. Because like, just the thought of that is like insane. Yeah, and uh, they they know what they have to deal with when he's on the team. They're not dealing with a person; they're dealing with a whole business. They're yeah. dealing with a company, like a brand. Yeah. So they have to. Anytime the coach says something to him, anytime the equipment manager says something, anytime anybody talks to him or interacts with him, they're dealing with not just him, but him and like thirty other people that are his team yeah. or whatever. So it's it's a lot to deal with, and I can see why a lot of those clubs are like, "Yeah, we we just don't want to deal with that right now." But anyway. <sighs> I mean, he, he's he's still gonna get you fifteen, twenty goals a yep. season. So like, you can't say but no. to They're that. gonna say at what cost, though? They're gonna say at fifteen to twenty goals, but there's gonna be some games where we feel like maybe if we had other players on the field, it's better for our long term investment yeah. than Ronaldo because they're looking at it long term. Some of them are looking at it long term. He's gonna if he doesn't stay Manchester United, he'll find a good club. He won't go back to. I don't think he'll go back to Sporting right now, or he'll go back no. to Portugal, or go to the MLS. I don't think he'll no. do that right now. I think he still wants to play at the highest level, so he'll find another club. And I think maybe it is just teams playing hard to get, and the yeah. next thing you know, the price gets lowered and his wages get lowered, and then all of a sudden he's going. He, he's going somewhere. But let me ask you this: Do you think Ronaldo has any loyalty right now? Like, oh, I play for Manchester United. I'm not gonna go to Chelsea. No. No, 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 no. because he's, he's too—he—he's been—he—he he did well where he played it smart in his moves, where he went from one country yeah. to a different country in Europe, and then it's always easier to come back. And once you've played for three or four different teams like mm -hmm. that, then the loyalty is not the same as like if Stevie G, yeah. for example, is playing his whole career with Liverpool, and then all of a sudden he goes to Chelsea for the last two years of his yeah. career, you know. So, yeah, it's it's. I think regardless of wherever he goes, whether he goes to Chelsea, whether he goes to Atletico Madrid, if he goes to Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid fans will still respect him. Yeah. Um, and Atletico Madrid, it's it's like I think it's like fifty people at Atletico Madrid who yeah. held up a banner. Yeah. The rest of the hundreds of thousands of fans yeah. that they have over the world would will gladly take Ronaldo. Would Ronaldo. If they sign him, that stadium is getting filled up just the presentation. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's just that's just for the media again. Yeah. They saw that and they want to post it and make it look like everyone in mm -hmm. Atletico. That's not true. I did see somebody, a reporter, saying Cristiano Ronaldo has no loyalty. He would go to Liverpool if there is a chance that Jurgen Klopp would want him. Yeah, he would. Why not? It's not about loyalty. Yeah. He did his time. Yeah. Like, you can't expect someone to be loyal after they've already given you everything that they could give you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if Real Madrid would be, like, upset that he goes to Atletico Madrid after him helping them win all those Champions Leagues. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. But do you think right now the way he's gonna leave at the state that Manchester United is in? But it doesn't matter though because he's not like it's not like he's the greatest player on the planet yeah. right now, and it's yeah. like I'm I'm actually like hurting your roster by yeah. a lot by moving somewhere else. Like he's yeah he's getting to that point in his career where he's not as effective as he used to be. He's still gonna be very effective. He's still mm -hmm. gonna be one of the best yeah. players. But it's yeah like you can't expect someone to be loyal after they've already passed their prime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I will take. I'll take him. In. I mean, I don't know what, if I would take him in Liverpool now. I mean, he wouldn't fit the system and all that. But you're talking about 15 to 20 goals a season that just come yeah. out of nowhere. And also, I just think that he doesn't feel wanted in Manchester United right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, 
Ronaldo is an emotional guy, so he needs to feel the love and like. I don't think that locker room is the same locker no. room that he doesn't get the same feeling that he did when he was in that locker room the first yeah. time around. And Sir Alex isn't there. Things to have like, changed to like kind of help him and push him along the way. The, the culture of the club has changed, and I yeah. feel like he he understands it's not the same. It's not really yeah. the same Manchester United yeah. that he left. But that's your boy Ronaldo. Um, Barcelona. We, I mean, there hasn't been much in the transfer window other than the things that were expected to happen. Yeah. Rafinha finally went to Barca. Been doing well so far. Fans love him. Lewandowski going to Barca. Still hasn't scored. Yeah. At the time of this podcast, still hasn't scored. He will score probably a crap ton of goals. Mm -hmm. But um, he's happy because he's there. Basically, Barcelona, and I've seen all these memes, the videos of like how they're buying their players and it's like Chelsea setting their transfer targets and then like Xavi just peeking out the window <laughs> yeah. and like copying them and sending them to the yeah. to the president I, I still don't get that whole that whole thing is kind of BS because you got players like Frankie who are they're telling them like they're making them feel bad saying like if you don't lower your wages yeah. we can't register these players so that's on you it's like dude you, you don't sign players and then don't pay them what you guarantee yeah. to put that's when if I was him and if it actually gets to that point I'd like bring lawyers involved and be like okay well look if you guys clearly aren't filling up or doing your part of of what we agreed upon of mm -hmm. the deal, then like you would have to lower my like my clause. The yeah. the buyout clause should be whatever mm -hmm. whatever they want because now he's stuck where they're like, well, you can't leave because your buyout clause is this or whatever, yeah. or your uh, your release clause or whatever. And then, but we're forcing you to take less less pay. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's BS, it's, man. It's, it's you can't do that. I mean, he doesn't even want to go. That's the exactly. Thing. He, he wants to stay. Obviously, like him, his girlfriend, like they want to stay in Barcelona. But if if he's gonna be pointed out as like he's already being pointed out in the press that he's like this bad apple and like oh he doesn't want to go and he's not gonna lower the yeah. wages, so like it's all on you. But you can't say that. Listen, his agents are doing a good job because they said we're not holding any discussions. It's not like it's not even like okay, let's talk and see. Yeah. No, he's like no. If it has anything to do with us lowering his yeah. wages. We're not even going to have those discussions. So and, find and that a different plays route. A, that plays a huge role in the player's mind, man. Like your coach or president, like coming out and saying, "Oh, you're the one that's holding yeah. us back from like registering players." Like you can't. Like, how do you think he feels at training? Right. Like he probably feels like an outcast now. Yeah. Like he's like, but that's not his problem. That's no. that's why are you guys buying players? Yeah. If you stop can't. buying players, if you can't pay the ones you you have already. I mean, what, I just read before we started this. What they sold twenty four point five percent of. Part of their they're selling thing shares left and right. They're selling yeah. their their TV um, TV rights. TV rights. So they're finding ways to make more money. But that's a that's a temporary fix. Yeah. What are you going to do when you've sold thirty percent, forty five percent? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. then it's, you don't have anything else to sell. I, I don't. I don't understand it. However, like, politics aside, do they have a chance of winning the La Liga? Yeah, they do. Lewandowski alone yeah. will get you a lot of goals. Champions League? No. You still don't, you don't think that who do you think is mm. gonna win it? Liverpool, Man City, Bayern. PSG. Like who? Look like who has better chances? All those four teams. Yeah. Oh, uh, not Bayern, not anymore. I don't. Th I don't think Bayern are. I think Bayern is still gonna be a good team with Mane obviously coming in there and. And Oliver Kahn said. Yeah. Oliver Kahn said that they're not gonna buy anybody else. He said they have three or four guys within their system, young players yeah. as well that they're gonna rely on. I mean, they still have a good team. But when you lose a guy that scores 40 goals, you don't replace You can't replace him. Mane like is that. an amazing player, but Mane does not give you 40 goals a season. Watch now, he scores 40. Maybe in the, in the Bundesliga he will. I don't know. He's going to be their main guy, though. And at Liverpool, yeah. he wasn't their main guy. He was one of their yeah. main guys. So maybe 
Maybe he can't maybe he takes score that down. Maybe he does a, pulls the Benzema when Ronaldo left and yeah. says, I'm going to take this all on my shoulders and now I'm going to be the guy. I, I mean, I hope just because I, I really like Mane. But I, I just don't see Bayern up there Champions League-wise. I don't know. Barcelona's it's weird because you have Dembele, they resigned him. You have Rafinha, you have Frankie, you have Memphis. Memphis, I think, is gonna leave. I don't know. Lewandowski you have they all they're all really obviously Lewandowski gives you a lot of goals. But I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't know. Real Madrid is still like, the teams are super teams now for sure, man. Yeah. All all of these teams. You look at Real Madrid's lineup, Manchester City, Liverpool, Barcelona now. Yeah. You got it's, super teams, man. So now PSG. I think PSG have a really good chance. I mean, they're only going for the Champions League. I think they win it if they sign Ronaldo. Yeah. They I don't mean, win it otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that's what we talked about. And I, I think Manchester City will finally do it. Once they get into midseason form, you think those guys are going to be unstoppable? Okay, I'm going to say this. Manchester City does now win the Champions League and does now win the Premier League this year. Well, that's an easier prediction than me saying that they're going to win it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did get pretty far a few times. I know, but I'm just saying, like, because ch- you're saying any other team can win, and I'm saying one team has yeah. to win it. So, obviously, the predictions yeah. are it's a little unfair. But I, I think I, they have a good... I think they, I think they get to the final. Think I think they get to the final. Okay. From there, Pep Guardiola is going to go crazy in his yeah, head, and he's going to end up putting Holland as a center back, and... Ederson up top. Yeah, that's what he's going to end up doing. But we'll I wanna, see. I want to say, uh, this is not my take, but I do want to say this. I Like in my heart, I just feel like Manchester City will not even be in the top three in the Premier League. This man has <laughs> lost the plot I just, twice I, in I, this I, podcast. I want to say, look, this is not my take. I'm not going to say that's what's going to happen. Well, you can't say somebody but, else's take, but, George. No, this is the whole point is this no, is your I, take. I, I know, I know. But like, I want to say it's so bad. And I want to like say that that's my prediction. So that is your prediction. But it's not my prediction. But I want to say it's my prediction. But that's, it's not. that's your prediction. Georgie, Georgie, you can't say this is what's going to happen, but I'm not the one saying it. <laughs> unbelievable, Look, this guy. This I want to say it just because I feel that it's this team is weaker. I don't know why or how. I don't know. I just feel it. Like I just feel like... They're not going to mesh as well as they yeah, have in the past, I don't even know though they why. got Holland. Yeah, I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Holland, Alvarez, like, like you, KDB in prime form, not past his prime, George. You, in prime form. Look, look at the. Okay, we're back to Manchester City, but we, I mean we, they lost Sterling. Okay. Gabriel Jesus. Okay. That who they lost somebody else. See, you can't even. You don't even remember. Okay, th- those That's two. The point. Okay, you, you don't Sterling re- was he. Was he a game changer for them? No. Gabriel Jesus? No. By the way, fantastic at yeah. Arsenal. I'm happy I'm, about that yeah, one. Amazing at Arsenal. I'm happy but about that one. Jesus instantly always scored at random times when it most mattered. Yes. not. Uh, I wouldn't say when it most mattered. but See, but you can say that. But then there was a lot of times where he didn't score. Yeah. There but, was times where he scored when it mattered, but there was times where he didn't score. So that's why he wasn't... If he would have scored all the time and then when it mattered, then you would have had him on the field the whole time. You wouldn't have scored. Two sold years him. ago, Sterling. Two... Was it two? Three years ago. Replaceable players. That's all I'm saying. Two. Replaceable two, players. Two or three seasons ago, Sterling was the best player at City. Last year, yeah. Gabriel Seasons Jesus, ago, I know, George. I know. Seasons but, ago. But you're losing that... Okay, you, you sold those guys and you, you got, got Holland. Holland. You yes. got Holland. Okay. The, those two problem solved. No, and you bring uh, you bring Julian Alvarez back. Okay, Alvarez, Boom. Gra- Sterling, 
and Gabriel Jesus replaced by better players. No, right no, there. Yes. No, no, no. Yes, 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 no, George. No, Killing ha- me okay. today. Okay, how long? Okay, you ha- Okay, let's say Mars gets hurt. We're talking about we're talking about depth. We're talking about we are talking about. Okay, um, let's say Bobby Firmino and Darwin Nunez get hurt. No, no, no. You can't, you can't say. Let's that, say that they get that's hurt. Different. No, 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 that's no, different. No, 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 Because you're losing players that could play in that position. Doesn't matter. Like Jesus, sometimes would play like our wide. Like he but was. What I'm never... saying is, you're just we're just talking about their starting eleven. Because anytime you make a prediction, you say, for the most part, if everyone's healthy, this is best eleven will be better than that best eleven, and this is how you win the Premier League. Yes, it comes depth comes into it a little bit, but yeah. Manchester City, we just said it, it has depth for days. Not and attacking options though. Like, think about it. Who? Haaland? Gundogan? Well, yeah, if he repeats, if, if he wants to. You just talked season, about how amazing I, no, his I season did. was. No, 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 I did. Last season, I talked this about it. This guy like, just okay. talked about how no. amazing his season yes. was, and now he's like, Argh. No, last season was amazing. But before that, obviously, he had the ACL injuries and whatever. But he's but if he repeats. Last season that, is the most important. If and then you just said Sterling three seasons ago. No, no, look, look, look. I'm talking about death. Unbelievable. That's why I think they're a lot weaker because the death is not there. If if you put you take Mars out, who are their attacking options of the you bench? You can't say that though. You can't say if you take them out. Right now they have Phil Foden, okay, Ilkay Gundogan, okay, and Julian Alvarez, who didn't even start the game. Yeah, so those three you're saying those three would be are better in the attacking third than Gabriel Jesus and Sterling. You would take any of those yes. three. Yes, because Sterling has not been consistent. Gabriel Jesus has not been consistent. I would not. And now you're getting guys who, Alvarez, who came back from loan. I like in, Alvarez. In one goal, he scored like a crap ton of goals in, in one game. And then he's been scoring left and right over there. And then he comes back, and now he's going to be good. Or now he's going to be playing, which is good. Holland, who's the best, who's the most sought-after striker in the entire world. Yeah. Bruv, what are you on about? I... I all right, Look, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's my. You know what? I'm making enough. a take. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm putting a stamp on that. Manchester City does not... Okay, top two. They do not finish top two. So they, they no, no, no. You said top three. I did say top three, but now I'm like rethinking everything. Ah. I want, okay, I want to say top uh, you're three. Saying saying, you're saying they're finishing third at third, least. Third at best. at best. Got it. Third at best. Manchester City Manchester City are finishing third at best. Actually, I, okay, I did make the prediction now, but we need to wait until the transfer window finishes because they might... You just looked at the camera and said I know, it. I did say it, but like <laughs> the the transfer like I wanna make I wanna make I wanna make predict predictions when the transfer window finishes as well. Because that could completely change the game. If they this buy two more night- players. You're having a nightmare today, you know yeah. that? Look, if they buy two Stevie more players. Stevie G is better than KDB. Yes. But no. I'm gonna change my mind when KDB retires. No, that's I'm never gonna that's change my mind. That's literally what he that's no. this, this I, is the, I will you, never change my mind. Steven Gerrard is a better player than KDB. That's it. All right. Anyway. And he's my favorite player. Euros, the women's England versus Germany final. The last, uh, the the last big three games for women's uh, have had really good attendance numbers. This one, highest attendance for a Euro for a Euros match, amazing, including the men's, which is great. Did you see the chip? I did. Brav. That's that was crazy. That was perfect. A perfect chip. It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, And then the celebration afterwards reminds reminds you of the. What's that uh, Brandy Chastain in the, Uni- yeah. the United States when she did it back she in the did, day? Yeah. It's good for the game, man. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's exciting. Just, it's, it's amazing to see so many people care about the, the women Euros just because we often talk about how it's not, you know, it's not 
the same. It's not looked as the same. It's not hyped up as much. But it's in England, man. They they yep. made it. This tournament was really really good to see. And obviously England beating Germany. And I think there was a stat that Germany never lost. And like once they get to a certain point, or I don't know exactly what the stat was, but they've never been beat. Yeah, I think the the the, the coolest part about it was the fact that the game was actually a really really good game, yeah. and that's what really helps the the sport grow because i've always thought i've always thought this when it comes to um, uh, male sports versus female sports or just anything in general people at the end of the day want to see something being played at the highest level mm. and typically for a long for the longest time that's been the the, the men for like yeah. for football that's been the men that's why they always wanted they, they care more about the world cup champions league than watching some of the games with the women but now the game with the women has grown so much to the point where it can also give you the same emotions that the guys game is giving you and you have this many people supporting it i think it's going to be really good for the next for the next decade of sports because it's now only gonna get better. it's only going to get better and now what i think that the united states needs to do is they need to continue doing that cuz england did a good job of it cuz yeah. obviously the the final was played at wembley which yeah. they even moved the liverpool man yeah. city community shield yep. because of that game because which is that. Great because that that game is more important than yeah, the community yeah, shield. 100%. I would have been. I think it would have been. It would have been disrespectful and BS if they would have kept it at there, and then yeah. they would have had the women play at at yeah. Leicester or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's good for the game, and I think that game was a uh, it was an intense match. It was, and now you see that the women. Uh, are actually catching up to the, the the women all around the world are catching up to the United States. Yeah. Before it was like the United States was beating everyone; mm-hmm. they could beat anyone. But now, the the women, it, every every country is putting Europe. a lot of effort yep. into the women game, and resources and, are getting better. Yeah. And like you said, it was a high quality game. So even people that usually don't watch the women's side are now like, okay, this is like this is really high quality football. It's not like. You're gonna watch him like, oh, it's not really that fun, entertaining. It had everything. That game had absolutely everything, and the whole tournament was good. It's not like yeah. just that one game was so good. The whole entire tournament was good, and just to see the turnout of how many people showed up to games, how much. Usually, like when you talk about like the men's side, the women's side, I don't usually don't see anything on Twitter about the women's as much. My whole feed on Twitter yep, was the Euros, w- Euros women. And I think the story, it, it works out that the story ended with the England, England winning. It. Yeah. As much as obviously Germany could have could have won it. Yeah. And it was a close game. It, it ends up better with England the, the winning home. it at home. Yeah, that's, I mean, yep. perfect story. Perfect ending to the story. And I hope it keeps on growing and growing the sport for the women's side. And I think now with the Euros, how amazing it was. The sponsorships, the money put into... Uh, the resources and everything will just keep on increasing. Yep. And then, like you said... It needs to happen again for the World Cup. Yeah, the United States needs to like keep, make sure that they're still on top of their game because there's so many they're teams. They're getting challenged now. Yeah, they're so losing many games teams. against some of these teams. So many teams are coming after them. And again, it goes back to resources or obviously every... I mean, I would say like every team, every country has their time. But the United States, it's always been their time. Mm-hmm. Until now. Until now. So that, I mean, that, and I think that's part of why there's a lot more interest now. Because up until now, it was like, oh, they're going to play. United States is going to win. It's whatever. Like, now, I think it's a lot more interesting because there's so many other teams that could potentially win it Mm -hmm. on a given day. So So that's good. 
That's good. I was excited to see that. It was all over my feet as well. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I saw. Like, I didn't even see anything about Liverpool, Manchester City, which is, you know, it's Community Shield. They moved the game, like you said, which is perfect because. And they they've been doing it really well in Spain as well because all of the fans turning up for Barcelona yeah. games, crazy. Yeah. So now if they can just do that on a consistent basis. That's amazing. Now we have twice as much, twice yeah. as much to like talk about, yeah, talk and, about yeah. and see and. I think that's exciting because let's be honest, it hasn't been as big or as popular as men's yeah it, ever. It, it, yeah, it was but not, now it's getting there. It is. I mean, just to have what ninety thousand people plus show up, whatever. It's crazy. It was, that's. Can you imagine? Like, yep. Some of some of the women out there probably have never played in front of that many people. Yep. Or anywhere close to that. So just to have that experience and like you said, England to win it at home, uh, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, so um, good for that. And then I think that's that's a good way to end it. That's a good yeah. time to finish the podcast for today, especially after the fact that Georgie at least two, twice or three times during this podcast has absolutely lost the plot. Listen, what, what are my hot, hot and takes? And I'm going to need to find a replacement. So hot if anybody's takes, out there. Hot takes. Manchester City does not finish top two, so third best mm-hmm. for, in the Premier League. Stevie G Stephen is much G is better than KDB. Not much better. Steven Jarrett is better. <laughs> Steven Jarrett is better than KDB. And I told you, KDB gives me uh-huh. those vibes because of the long strides, the shooting, the passing. KDB is more technical. I'll give you that. Steven G is more of a... Those are George's hot takes. More of a heart Which type of player. Which I completely disagree with, but... You do not completely... You told me it's close. Yeah, but K- I disagree. Yeah, but not completely, completely yeah because i if the <laughs> argument if the argument is that stevie g is better than kdb you say I it's very close it's debatable that, but i completely disagree with that argument mm. anyways that's it for this one guys make sure you guys keep following us um on the youtube channel where we post the full videos and then we'll post a couple of the smaller clips on our social media which is at the ngw podcast instagram and twitter is the two that we're using right now to post all these little tiny clips um and yeah that's pretty much for this one if you want any more hot takes, tune in for the next episode of this podcast. Listen, those are good takes. I'm telling you right now. Gigi's in the chat for this podcast. See you later. <laughs>